All right. As always, you're listening to Walkins. Welcome. And before we kick into our episode, I want to say that we are one week away from Michael doing our webinar. It's coming up. Yeah, I'm doing a webinar. It's actually, um, we've mentioned in our other podcasts, but just want to let you know, it's called How to Optimize Your Healthcare Clinics Website for Maximize Conversions. All right. It's a boring name. It is not a boring webinar. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah. So in a nutshell, I'm going to make sure your website because your website's everything when it comes to digital marketing. Like if you don't have a good website, all the marketing doesn't matter. We always talk about you can put gas in a Ferrari, but if it doesn't start, doesn't doesn't matter. That's right. So anyway, look really pretty and do nothing. Yeah, and just waste money. So so that's coming up in a week. Look forward to that. Please come on. Uh, we love having audience on there because we interact and help answer questions live with you. And of course, we'll record it and then push it out as well. So if you're unable to make it, we'll be pushing it out so you can go listen to it. And we kind of chop it up and put it in the podcast too. So there'll be ways to catch it for sure. Want to encourage you to click below to register. Yep. We'll see you. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to Walk-Ins Welcome, where we drop a new episode every Wednesday. I'm Nick Ward, your host. I've got Michael Ray, also your host as well. Say hello. Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? Yeah, man. And what are we all about here? Today or just in general? All the time. Helping healthcare companies. We help triple. healthcare companies triple their <laughs> revenue through digital marketing services and exceptional patient experience. So you have that really well canned out in your head. like, I, an, And I just don't because I don't have to say it. I <laughs> so say I just kind of like... Yeah, we triple revenue for people. So we do that. So he makes that happen. I just talk about it. You make it sound good. I didn't make it sound good. Yeah, there you go. That, there that's what matters. It's all that's about all communi- that matters. Is that marketing, communicating? Yeah, yeah that's so. exactly what that is. Anyway, so uh, here we are back on another episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed what y'all been going through recently. We've had a couple of uh, guests come on. So now you get just to hear us. We don't have a guest this time around, which is totally fine. But right. always that reminder of please, if you, if you know anybody should be on this or if you want to be on this, just send us an email and let's talk to you and see if it makes sense. But uh, for today's episode, we're going to talk about marketing automation and automation as as a whole, because we are in today's world, software can do a whole lot for us if we let it, right? Right. If we just actually take the time and say, how much of this stuff is repeating and how much can I just get it done automatically and how much time can it save? improve everything because a computer it doesn't have a bias it just does it uh and there's no emotion attached to it that's right or fatigue right you know i've heard it said that you will rise to the level of your systems or you will die by them i think that also goes along with the automations and these systems that you put in place for repeatable tasks yeah exactly and so let's just pull back our internal layers here uh, we have a ton of repeatable tasks inside of our business just from the second somebody decides to become a client. It would make you visit an urgent care if you knew what goes on behind the scenes at a digital <laughs> marketing agency and what we have to automate. Yeah, and you know we're digital, right? So we we our entire business, whether we like it or not, lives on the internet. Right. Like we're physically here. We have a physical office, but our actual work lives on the internet, uh, which is nice because if we have to access it from somewhere else, we can. But because of that, we have to deal with, I don't know, 25 different softwares. That sounds about right, actually. It, it sounds right, but it sounds so wrong. Yeah, but we have one one software to rule them all. Yeah, right. Kind of, kind of, I mean, we're trying to anyway. Right? Yeah, we actually, so the 25 softwares are given, it's, it's not a completely made up number. I don't know the exact number, but it's in the 20 plus mark for sure. Right. But we have softwares that... Uh, 
do a little bit of communication. They do a little bit of tracking. They do a little bit of uh, some of the work that we have to have done that helps help us with that work. Uh, it's just layer after layer after layer after layer. So if you can imagine having to log into 20 something platforms mm -hmm. and a new client comes on, that's a pain right. to set somebody up. Well, how much of this can we fix? How much can we automate? And so that's the same question you need to ask yourself inside your business. When a new patient comes in the door, what can you automate? Obviously, you'd never want to automate the personal side, but sometimes an automation can be personalized enough that they don't know the difference. Imagine, Michael, for a second, you walk into a patient care space, you're walking into an urgent care, all right? And you know this is already going to happen. It happens at every dentist office and everywhere you go. They hand you a clipboard. Yep. You fill that information out, Yep. right? And you probably circle, hey, how did you hear about us? Mm-hmm. You're probably putting in your medical information. Yep. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there is a software that you can plop up on an iPad that'll mm -hmm. automate all of that from their iPad to your system. Mm -hmm. And then all of that is automatically collected without you having to have a person focused on hand putting that input right back into your own system. Right. There's like, an automation for that. You know, we... Most healthcare providers understand EMR and all that stuff, and it's just a part of who we are, right? Like, it's all electronic medical records, and right. we're all part of that game. Um, but I was even talking to a, a payroll person the other day, and she said she had she just picked up a client or in process of picking up a client that had 120 employees that get paid biweekly. Don't say a check. Handwritten. No. No, actually, I'll take that back. It's not a check. It's a hand manually inputted ACH form every two weeks for all 120 employees. That hurts. And it's kind of one of those, why? Right. And then some, and the typical response is the way we've always done it. Yeah. And they are, and they, they openly admit they waste about eight hours every two weeks paying people. Think about the amount of time wasted on that, that could be put toward making somebody feel better, feel special, feel heard, mm -hmm. repeat business, yep. marketing opportunities. All the things. All, I mean, I'm just thinking what I could do with eight hours, especially this week. <laughs> especially this week. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need extra eight hours, and I don't have it. No, and, and so, think, so think about that. That sounds painful, right? Yes. Well, take a look at your own internal processes. What is something that you manually have to do every time a new patient comes in mm -hmm. or a new employee starts – or there's an interaction with an employee or your entire staff. If there's something manual going on that's like inputting data, chances are you could automate some, if not all of it. I know this is probably, you know, water under the bridge for a lot of y'all and the fact that y'all have already integrated a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but there are people listening today that are still writing down on clipboards when somebody new comes into the office because they're afraid to make that investment. Yep. Right? Yep. And it's taking time away from your front desk person who should be the number one. Like, you should treat that person like gold. Yep. Right? And they're entering in data, and they could be making somebody feel like a million bucks or, or giving that amazing patient experience, right? Mm -hmm. And instead, they're spending eight hours of their week inputting data into a system. Yeah. That it, I can put myself. Yeah. Wouldn't you much rather pay that person time? Pay them for interacting with your patients, not interacting with your system. I just want to think about this. This is what it's like to me. Michael, I need you to send an email. Okay. I'm going to handwrite everything down on what I want you to say. Yep. And then I want you to send it 
for me. Okay. Or I could just open up my email and put it directly in there. Or is it the same email sent to all these people with the same information, just a slight variation? That's it. I could automate that. You can. And never have to think about it until I need to. All right. So let's let's do some real world scenarios because we you know, we talk marketing on this podcast. Yep. You probably want to communicate with the people who do business with you, your patients. Yep. Right? Let's just say that you are a chiropractor. Okay. All right. And I want to send out a communication on a monthly basis. Chances are there's seasons to your business. Mm -hmm. You can pre-write all of those emails, mm -hmm. all 12 of them. I just want to send it once a month to communicate what's going on that month. I could tweak it if I needed to, but I could pre-write every one of those and put an auto value of their first name. Yep. And it'll automatically fill in their first name mm -hmm. and send it to them. Well, and, and so, and think about it this way. Um, uh, to me, some of the best automations are the ones that you set up and then you get surprised by the results because mm -hmm. you forget about it. Right. Perfect example, I was tasked with automating or onboarding as much as we could. And I, and it was like a week or two ago, and you opened up a folder for a new account. And you're like, who already set up all this stuff for it's this fantastic. account? And it's I was fantastic. like, the, the zap did. The zap, what do you mean? Like all these, I was like, is it even the forms are copied over? And like, yep. <laughs> but, but Michael, man, that only takes 15 minutes for us to copy and paste those from mm -hmm. other folders. And it takes maybe another 10 minutes to open up a new Slack channel. And, you know. Yeah, it's only it, taking 20 minutes to um, to de-initialize a new client, right? Right. And, and it took you probably two or three hours to get that set up. Minimum, yeah. Right. And test it and make sure it works. Yeah. Okay. So uh, two, three, let's just say it was five. Maybe it was a whole day. We'll just say a day, right? All right. You took a day and you automated that entire process for the company. Mm -hmm. And I will no longer have to spend 30 to 45 minutes every time we bring on a new client. Devin won't have to do that. We'll know exactly where to go to find the stuff that we need. Yep. Also, I don't have to teach and train anybody that. It's automated. Like, that's time I don't have to spend training somebody on what to do if we have turnover. Well, and then even adding another layer is the emotional side of it. I don't want to do this. Right? Stop or, yelling at me, Mike. <laughs> well, you don't, or, so you have people that don't want to do it, or they do it out of aggravation and it's done incorrectly. Or now not just a, yelling at Devin. <laughs> or, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's funny. Or, or not at all. Right. Right. So you have to think about that where um, if there are certain things are. Ha okay. Here's another example. If there are certain things happening in your company, there are certain processes and they're not happening consistently and they need to. Can you automate it? Oh, snap reviews. <laughs> right. I mean, we preach that like crazy, right? Yeah. And um, so speaking of reviews, the other day I was where I was watching a webinar on one of the softwares that we use that automates lots and lots of things. And it was about a review system. And it, it's amazing if you think hard enough, you can think through scenarios. And it's kind of like if y'all remember a long time ago on Facebook uh, when they released the, was it the five or the six or seven reactions? Remember? Oh, yeah. It used to just be likes. Li likes. It used to be and likes. Then and then they're like, oh, we, we determined how the. Care. We determine out of our billions of users that there's only what five or seven expressions that people care that will do, and you, we all laughed at it. Mm -hmm. But then we started using it, and we're like, "Well, I can't think of any other way 
things to think about. There's one that they didn't put on there is the one that everybody asked for. That's a dislike. <laughs> and they'll never do that. It's the only one they didn't put on well, there. Well, it's the same with YouTube. No more dislikes. It's only likes. I didn't know that. I haven't paid attention to that. Yeah, so when you go look at something, it's like 10,000 likes. Yeah. There are no more dislike button uh, numbers. Well, it just makes the number go back down. But um, all that being said, there's only so many ways something will happen and if you can think through them, you can you can take care of them. So, like the review stuff was interact with the customer. Did customer respond? No. And then it's like, wait, do this now. Give them a rating. What did they rate? Oh, they rated low. Send an email or a message to the owner. Say, hey, this was rated low for this person. Oh, wait, let's go a little bit deeper. They didn't respond at all. Still won't respond. Let's fire them an email instead. Mm-hmm. Now let's go through that process again. Oh, they gave us a five. Hey, that's really great. Please leave us a review on Google. Oh, wait, you gave us a two. What, what can we make it a five? Send that reply to the owner. Like it's just right. layer after layer. After, and all that happens instantly. I don't have to do anything. Uh, it, the follow-up and everything. Yeah. No, so, no, no, what you had to do was set it up the first time. And this, this is the hurdle. The recipe, right? This is the hurdle. Right. This is what we're trying to convince you to do is to take the time to do the automation, to create the automation, to pay for, buy, whatever you need to do for the automation. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is you're buying back your time and creating a better experience for your patients. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And it's the same idea. If you need a more traditional uh, example is when you hire more people, you spend the time up front to train them to take care of things that you no longer need to take care of so you can go do more impactful things. And so it's the same concept with automation. You take all that time up front to figure it out, pay for it, whatever. But in a very short period of time, you regain all that. So we have, we have what's called quarterly rocks yeah. in our company. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is that's a, that's a big picture item that you want to make sure that you have a focus on yep. and a goal toward and let the other things kind of work around it. Okay, rocks in a jar or golf balls. Um, <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is like one of my quarterly rocks is creating Trainual. It's a software. Yeah. And what it does is it allows you to record videos, put standard o- operating procedures, best practices, all of those things. It lets you put into a training system of you re- just like we're recording right now i can record hey here's our culture here's how we do this all the things and it's almost like i'm training an employee and all the time it's gonna take me weeks to do this right to train an employee it takes weeks mm-hmm. but here's the thing i'm gonna take the weeks to automate this into this system yep. so that as we hire new people their training goes from weeks to days and then you only intervene once that part's done. Yeah, there's things that part of that that I'm not going to want to automate. Mm-hmm. I still want a human connection with them. Yeah, it's just a, it's so I think we're if y'all are curious, like you know, automation software doing all these things. Have you walked into a restaurant recently? So I was, you know, um, Kim's Kitchen, man. <laughs> that's why I was going to break. Have yeah. you been there yet? No, but I'm going. I, I got that on TikTok. So Kim's yeah. Kitchen is a place in Gardendale, which is about 30 minutes north or 20 minutes north here of Birmingham. And it's a robot at, uh, robot waiter. Right. And you place your order and it brings the food to you. So there's no more human interaction, which people are like, oh, I don't like that. Do you care that much? Uh, seriously. I mean, they were just interrupting your conversation anyway. Like, this sounds terrible. Because of that robot, you saved us, yourself a 5 to $7 tip. And then you can make the argument, well, they need a job. Well, they, there will always be jobs. I mean, they don't want them. 
right? I mean, that's so. So bring up an interesting fact. So I I was uh, so the guy that I was talking to yesterday was a sales meeting. He used to work for Jim and Nick's. Okay, for years he's worked there for like fifteen years. Okay, Jim and, and Nick's is a barbecue restaurant out of Birmingham, and I don't know how far it reaches. Yeah, I don't either. And they have a ton of locations, high respect in the Birmingham area, right. like one of those wonderful stories of where they started and where they ended. And anyway, at, at some point they sold. Right. And you and I noticed a couple months ago, we went to the Gemini locally here and their model changed. Yeah. And I was uncomfortable at first. I and didn't like it. There were no servers. This is a very traditional sit down restaurant. Yeah, it was a restaurant. And it got converted to a fast casual, which yeah. means there are no servers. You walk up to a, a bar and order and then you take a number, just like most fast food and whatnot, and you sit down, and then somebody comes over and gives you your food. Well, this is very traditional in a lot of ways, but for this restaurant, like, oh, this is not cheapening the experience, but changing the experience. And I was asking him about it. He said, yeah, yeah, He said that the new owners just look for options to make it more efficient, and they implemented the idea on the low-performing restaurants. Right, because it saved the restaurant money. It just removed certain things and just automated some stuff essentially. And he said, he said his store was a trustful store, and they said that one will maintain the traditional model because it's so successful. They okay. don't, they don't want to disrupt the apple cart. Well, in in Alabaster, again, another city mm -hmm. down close to where I live, mm -hmm. that's transitioned to the fast casual, which means they needed like it was an opportunity to be more efficient, more cost effective. I hear it's because they can't find workers. It's probably a combination, honestly. Oh, okay. It's probably a combination, but the reality is it eliminates the process. Right. And so just like the automation here, like if there's a – human, like no matter how we cut it, even like talking about self-driving cars and stuff like that, human error is the thing. It will never change. Right. There will always be human error if a human's involved. And if there's opportunities to remove that and allow the human to be a human, then you win. So I – because like to me – the guy, when we went to Jim and Nick's, the, the guy at the bar, like we ordered from him, he was really fun to talk to. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Super, like, and that's the interaction I care about. So and it, now he gets 100% of the tips. Yeah, right, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get rid of the tip button, I promise you that. It, yeah. That's that, another story. That, I may or may not be bitter about that. And there's a whole automation. Don't change right? the experience and charge me the same. And charge like me more. Either, and right? charge me, charge me. It's like, wait a minute, you do less work, I pay more money, and I still have to tip. And the food got smaller. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> anyway, look, that's that's not the point. The point is, is no, no, no. Uh, the the point is, is like they're looking for ways to innovate, and what we're challenging you is look for ways to innovate in your automations. Yep. Um, buy back your time. That's that's you're spending time to get a return on your time yep. instead of ROI. You're getting ROT. Does that say rot? <laughs> anyway maybe we should think about that one. <laughs> return on your time roddy none of this is going to sound good it's return on time though is what i'm talking about is if i'm going to put like listen it's going to be a lot that's why i'm doing it in january ish like that's my goal is because that's typically in the marketing business where it, i mean it's called the doldrums for a reason right like mm -hmm. people just aren't buying as much advertising and marketing so if I could take that time and take two to three weeks and I can invest that time, how much more time at one am I going to get back? And yep. how much more efficient yep. is our training going to be? Because I'm saying the same thing. I'm not forgetting stuff. I'm not, you know what I mean? Things aren't falling through the cracks. Um, I'm getting people back to work faster. So I just made this investment into an employee. That team member of ours is now, instead of being three weeks in training, 
they're going to be three or four days in training and sorry, one day, one day of visioning with me and then baby, let's go. So, with, so within a week, they're effective. That's and, right. And engaged. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can do this for departments. I can do this for onboarding new team members. I can do this for new services that we offer. I can do this for our clients. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I was even saying, I was thinking back. So I was one of the first employees here. Right. And I remember my training. You had training? Right. Well, hey, Michael. Uh, Come on, let's go. Here, here's your login. You know how to use Gmail, right? Yeah. You know how to use Slack? Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's okay. Probably I, that's probably what I sounded like, too. Uh, here's bare proposals. Do uh, I already have that set up? Yeah. 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 Okay. And like, let me show you that login. This is how it works. Okay. Um, there you go. Well, and granted, it, it was a fast training. It was a fast training. But it was not an effective training because there wasn't any material tied to it. So let's talk about that. You know, it's very interesting that you say that. All right. And you, you thought we couldn't stretch an episode. <laughs> I didn't. I was beginning to wonder about this one. Anyway, the point, the, like you say that, but I didn't have any operating procedures, automations, nope. or anything in place. It, to the fact that it took you a good three months to finally sell what you were here to sell. Oh yeah, you sold websites. Like, you did a great job, and, and, and we weren't helping anybody. And the reality is, uh, <laughs> most people quit within three months. So, of of us, just in general. Oh, I thought like, you meant. It, I was like, like, wait a minute. If you, going into the HR part of our episode today, um, if you don't give people proper guidance of where they're going and what yeah. they're doing, they're going to leave because they don't know what they're doing. Like, doesn't matter how much you pay them because if they're just sitting there twiddling their thumbs all day, they don't. There's no value, and they just get confused and frustrated, and it's just nobody wins. That's a whole episode mm-hmm. called Digging Holes that I could go into with you. I'm writing that down That's for next one. episode. Yeah, Digging Holes is a good one. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway, automations. <laughs> anyway, all that being said, uh, take owner, dear owner, please take a day. and Well, actually, if you can, take a couple of days and review all processes that are going on right now. So I want to talk about a few things that you could automate. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Um, Responses to emails. Oh yeah. Right. We use that all the time when we're out for vacation, you can automate that. But imagine if you're getting inquiries on a regular basis, listen, we know the healthcare market exploded during 2020, continued to explode during 2021. And it's just now getting back to some kind of normalcy, right? But we are going into winter months. So we may see a spike in some things. Yep. But if you're getting lots of email inquiries, how cool would it be if you know you're not going to get back to that person in probably three or four days because of the as the load that you have on you, mm-hmm. that you have an auto response email to that that says, hey, want you to know that we received your message. We are backlogged. If you want to talk to us now, call at this number and boom, you've automated an opportunity for them to be proactive. Yep. Phone call follow-ups. You can automate those. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Are you ready? You can create a voicemail drop. To remind people of their appointments. But you never have to have that nurse make the call. That's right. You, it did, like, you automate the voicemail. It auto puts in times. Okay. Hey, this is so-and-so's doctor's office. You have an appointment at so-and-so time. Uh, we look forward to seeing you. Call us back if you need to change it. And the system will automate all of that for you. And, and it doesn't sound nearly as robotic as it used to. No, like it's very fluid right now. Right. So uh, you like... Because I remember like, right now, my, my daughter, she has a pediatrician goes to, they have a actual nurse that calls as a, as a reminder. Like, because when, when 
my wife picks up the phone, she has like a small conversation. So that that's that awesome. It's cool, and there's an appreciation there. But it's just a reminder because literally they they'll take a minute to talk to her, and she's like, "Yeah, that's good. I don't know. Okay, I'll see." And that's it, right? And mm-hmm. what there's it's a nicety, but ultimately. If she got a voicemail or a text that said, here's a reminder about tomorrow's uh, appointment, that's just as effective, right? Because the interaction needs to happen in person because that's why they're there. 93.2% of all statistics are made up on the spot. I'm about to say that was a very specific. And and here's one from you now that I think is probably true. Wait, you're pulling it up, right? No, no, no. I don't have to. I'm making it up on the spot. Okay, okay. I would say, though, that over half of those phone calls that they are mainly making – are going to a voicemail anyway. Either going to a voicemail. I don't answer anything that I don't have plugged into my phone. Going to a voicemail or they didn't just didn't do it. They marked in the system they did it, but they never actually did. That's right. a real thing too. All right. So collecting, collecting patient data, collecting customer data. Mm-hmm. Hello. Buy a $500, $1,000, whatever it is, iPad. Put your system on there. And let them put stuff in the system for you instead of you doing it and just transferring it from paper to your computer on your keyboard and wasting all that time. It's not worth it. So that's the thing. Um, Encouraging customer feedback. We just talked about that. Get it. Not only just getting reviews, but getting feedback. If it's a negative review and they do like a three star, two star, one star, I I don't know about y'all, but as a business owner, I would want to know that. Mm -hmm. I want to know if we're giving bad experience. I better know if if we're giving bad experience. I can't fix what I don't know about. Yep. Of course, in the healthcare space, they'll just make crap up. I already know it. So, all right. Uh, social media posts. I don't know if you know this, but you can create a zap. Like we use software because we're managing multiple accounts across multiple clients, right? So we need a software for that. But you can create a zap where when you just drop it into a document, mm-hmm. like a graphic, it'll mm-hmm. automatically post to all of your social networks. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. It's pretty good. A Zap is a piece of software that connects one software to another. It's, so ca- it's, ca- it's, it's called uh, Zap, Z-A-P-I-E-R.com. I Zap, love it. Zapier, Zapier. Yeah. Uh, there's also Make.com, which right. I was introduced to the other day, which is pretty cool. Right. Um, I wish Zapier would come interview us for their marketing because yeah. I keep seeing all these things. Oh, we automate all stuff. It's like, we do that, but it's a whole lot more. Yeah, Talk to us. So, we do it so much better. I think I think I was looking. I think we do 6,000 zaps a month or something. That's pretty good. So think about this way. 6,000 zaps a month. If they each zap. Okay, 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 okay. I don't mean to interrupt you. Here's what a, a zap is an automation. Yeah, so it's something, an action was taken. That we would have had to do ourselves if we didn't automate it. Right. And, Six and, thousand things. That's a big number. Well, and let's even say that one zap may have multiple steps inside of it that execute. Right. So all that being said, 6,000 zaps in one month for our company. And we're not a big company. We're not this massive company, right? Right. But they take that 6,000 zaps. If they each took us one minute to do manually, 6,000 minutes of time was mm-hmm. wasted that a piece of software took care of. That right. didn't cost much either. It's a week's worth of work minimum yeah Yeah. it's incredible last thing chatbots right so this is important it is an automation i i have created just about for all of our patient care clients at this point a a chatbot automation a chat on their website so here's here's what it's there to do is to keep your phone from ringing well nick why in the world would i want to do that right well how many (laughs) times have you answered the phone call and said hey do you have any appointments available 
Well, I could automate that in a chat bot. How many times do you answer the phone and say, hey, what are your hours of operations? Mm -hmm. I have a chat for that. I can do it right on the website. They don't want to talk to you about that anyway. They're only calling because they can't find the information. Yep. Um, how many times have they asked for directions? Your front desk person is there to take care of your patients and to take care of their experience, not to tell people what time you open. <laughs> you can automate that through a chat, and they would prefer that anyway. Yeah. They don't want to pick up the phone and talk to you. I promise you they don't want to pick up the phone and talk to you. If they can be given a piece of text that answers their question, they will take that all day. That's right. We even automate all of their questions through a, through a series of chats on their website, and then we plug them into an appointment. We get them where they need to go. Mm -hmm. Our clients look like a rock star, and, they, and, and the patients love it, yep. and we see it. I mean, we collect all that data. That's it, man. Those are those are my top automations that I think somebody can take away and go do and really get a good return on their time. Rot. <laughs> rot. Don't rot your time, right? There you go. Right. Anyway, so we kind of went through a bunch of different things, talked about automations as a whole, um, how to save time. Like, Because ultimately here, we can help increase the revenue for your company, but if we can also help you decre like decrease expenses. I think it's a win-win. Absolutely. So, or give you your time back. Yeah, we're giving your time back with a longer than normal episode, which is pretty fantastic. And I think it's hilarious because Nick walked in and was like, well, this is going to last five minutes. And then, I say that every time. And then uh, 20, 28 minutes later, we're still talking. Yep. So, all right, guys, we'll let y'all go. But thank y'all for listening again to Walk-Ins Welcome. Uh, if y'all have any questions, please email us. Please review us. We love reviews on our podcast platforms. Uh, engage with us any way you like. And actually, as a side note, we'll, uh, for those in the urgent care world, we'll be at a conference next in, uh, next year. The Urgent Care Association annual event is going to be March 31st through April. Uh, it's like a week, April 4th or 5th. Yeah. And uh, how about I just tease that? We'll be there. We will be there uh, in more than one way. Yes. So, all right, guys. Well, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Have a great week.